It's good to be back on Search the Scriptures today. We certainly welcome all of our listeners. We appreciate you so much tuning in to this program. You are an encouragement to us. We pray that as we study God's Word on this program each day, that we are an encouragement to you. But not just because of, of our personal characteristics, but we hope that we are an encouragement to you because we're helping you understand the Word of God more fully and more deeply. Hoping to help you understand how it applies to your life on a practical basis. And as we come to that understanding, our prayer is that you'll come closer to God and that ultimately you'll make the right decision as to what you're going to do about following God His way. It's good to be here today to continue our study along with Dwayne Kennedy. Thank you, Gary. It's good to be here with you and with those who are studying again with us. You know, Bible study is our life, and I am always encouraged to know that there are those out there who are making it a daily part of their lives by listening to our program, and we encourage you to continue to do that and to do it more and more, taking advantage of every opportunity to study God's Word and to hear it. It's also good to be on the program with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Duane and Gary. It's certainly wonderful for me to be on the program with both of you today here on Search the Scriptures and with all of our listeners. We really thank you for tuning in. We really thank you for the interest you express in learning from God's Word. And we pray that through the time we spend together, you will be edified and you will be encouraged and brought to that better and deeper understanding of what God records for us. And you know, we often talk about the fact that if we're in a series of programs and for some reason you happen to miss one or two of them in the particular series, you can always request a CD of these programs from us here on Search the Scriptures. And we'll provide those for you at no charge whatsoever. We even take care of the postage. We simply want you to be able to have access to God's Word on a ready basis and at no financial burden to you whatsoever. And the internet's another source where you can do this. You know, these programs are loaded onto our internet site, www.churchofchrist.com. If you go there, you can also access the programs in that way as well. However you do it, we're glad that you're listening, we're glad that you're interested, and we hope your life will be blessed. Amen. And we know that a lot of people do utilize our site and Mm -hmm. actually listen to the program. And, uh, you know, that would be a good way if you have to miss a program one day or Mm -hmm. maybe if your work schedule changes and you can't listen any longer at the time that it comes on your radio station, you can always go to our website and pick it up uh, by the next week or so. And you can keep up that way. Now, fellas, we want to finish up this study today on overcoming temptation. We've been looking at Joseph as an example of an individual human being like all of us who was faced with continual temptations. Now we've really focused in, we speculated on some of the kinds of temptations that he might have had to have dealt with in his life. And and boy, his life was certainly trying beyond anything that most of us would come close to experiencing, mm-hmm. uh, sold into slavery by his own brothers, living as a slave, being in prison, you know, mm-hmm. and yet Joseph stayed true to God and walked with God 
Right. And as a result, God walked with him and mm-hmm. was with Joseph That's right. and continued to bless his life mm-hmm. in spite of his seemingly dire circumstances. Yes, that's right. So we need to learn from that, that God can bless us and enrich our lives in spite of whatever dire circumstances we seem to find ourselves in. Mm -hmm. Now, we've really been focusing on Joseph's experience in the household of Potiphar Mm -hmm. and how Potiphar's wife became enamored with Joseph and continually on a regular daily basis tried to lure Joseph into committing sexual immorality with her. Yes. And yet how Joseph continually refused to do that, refusing to take part in sin against her her husband Potiphar, mm-hmm. but also bottom line sin against God. Yes. That's right. And we've talked about how what Joseph experienced along that line is so similar to what so many of us experience. In fact, humanity in general, in the form of one temptation, one kind of temptation or another. That's right. Often it's sexual temptation, but often it's, it's other things too. Drugs and alcohol and the temptation to lie for profit and cheat and steal and, and all kinds of things, even yes. commit violence. Whatever we're tempted with. Whatever it is. And the devil knows where we're weakest. But Joseph incessantly, it seemed, continually refused to give in to the temptation. Mm-hmm. And, and we have learned that we can take note from his example. Right. Yes, absolutely. And we were actually looking at four lessons that we can learn from Joseph's life when we ended last time. Uh, The first one being that we must not be weakened by our situation. And the primary focus there would be pride. Yes. You know, sometimes we can be in a situation, physically speaking, where we can be very prideful. We need to be careful of that and be aware the temptation will strike us at that point. You know, before you you just quickly uh, list the second lesson, Mm -hmm. I remember a man, Mm -hmm. and I've told about this many times in teaching situations. I I know a man who told me one time that in his younger life, he felt he was so strong spiritually that he'd looked for temptations. Mm. And I sat there listening to him thinking, how foolish that is. Right. Yes, indeed. We're going to find the temptations confronting us. Let's not go out looking for them, right. hoping that they'll, they'll come our way. Yeah. Now, that's pride. Oh, absolutely. That's a great example. What is the second lesson? Well, the second one that we closed with yesterday is the fact that we must not be deceived by the persuasion. And, of course, the point we made there is that our tempter or our temptress, whatever the case might be, is going to come with very sweet-sounding, very flattering, very persuasive words. And we cannot be taken in by that. Whether it's easy or done secretly, we cannot give in to the temptation. Exactly. We can resist it, in fact. Yes. And sometimes the third lesson is we have to steal ourselves emotionally. Now, by steel, I mean we've got to develop a steel backbone spiritually. Mm -hmm. We've got to strengthen Mm ourselves emotionally, not let ourselves become weak 
emotionally and give in to the temptation. Right. Sometimes you have to stand firm and, and at times that may even upset some people who the devil are using to try to lure you into the sin, mm-hmm. such as the case with Joseph. That's right. And you know, something that goes along with that, Gary, that we see in Joseph is the fact that he was not gentle with his emotions, which now at first that may sound kind of odd. What, what do you mean he was not gentle with his emotions? Well, start looking at how he responded to Potiphar's wife in Genesis chapter 39, and I think we can see he was not gentle with his own emotions. What does verse 8 say? It says very plainly, he refused. Yes. Refused. Yes. He said no. Yeah. Ultimately, that was determination. Yes. Oh, yes. Now, what about verse 9, Dwayne? What do we read there? Well, he recognized the evil and sinfulness against God. He said, there is no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? So he recognized that evil was evil. Right. And sin was sin, and he refused to go along with it. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, now we made the point yesterday in our program that that bottom line basic response of just saying no is the most effective response that we can have against temptation. Yeah, it really is. You know, we have to determine in our mind, and that's what I meant by, by steel ourselves emotionally. We've mm-hmm. got to become strong enough that we first recognize sin as being sinful mm-hmm. and then determined, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. No matter, and we talked about that persuasiveness that sin is couched in all, so often mm-hmm. through the temptation, and no matter whether everybody else is doing it, mm-hmm. no matter whether it looks so luring and attractive, mm-hmm. it's sin, and I'm not going to take part in it. And you know, one of the most effective ways we can do that is through prayer, preparing for those very circumstances. You know, I'm reminded of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane when he was involved in prayer and he came back to his disciples and specifically Peter, he found him sleeping. He went off and prayed again and came back and there was Peter sleeping. You know, Jesus was making the preparation for what he was going to face through prayer while Peter was sleeping. And we know during the time of the trial, Jesus stood and Peter fell. Yes. He didn't yes. make the adequate preparation ahead of time. Excellent point. You know, Gary and Dennis, in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 6, the Bible says, In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Joseph acknowledged God as a reason for refusing to sin. Yes. And I think that when we do that, as Jesus did, he acknowledged God by quoting his word. Mm-hmm. If we acknowledge God, you know, I cannot do this against God. Mm-hmm. Cannot. Mm-hmm. In verse 10 of Genesis chapter 39, we learn that Joseph also did not linger in the presence of the temptation. And again, he was not gentle with his emotions in this regard. Uh, We read there, so it was as she spoke to Joseph day by day that number one, he did not heed her to lie with her or number two, to be with her. 
did not allow himself to be alone with her. Exactly. Right? You know, again, there's the concept, blow out the match. You don't have to put out the fire later. That's right. <laughs> Just don't let yourself be in that position. Mm -hmm. Now, in verse 12 of Genesis 39, Dwayne, he ended up ultimately fleeing, didn't he? Yes. And there are a lot of things that we might stand around and say, well, I can take it, but this wasn't one of them, and temptation is not. We need to get out of there. Yes. Mm -hmm. We need to go and run. What does that say in verse 12? That she caught him by his garment, saying, lie with me, but he left his garment in her hand and fled and ran outside. Yeah, fled and ran outside, yes. got away quickly. What a graphic picture that yes. is, too. Yes, I mean, just a... A perfect example of conquering temptation God's way. We need to learn from that. Mm -hmm. Now let's go to the New Testament and look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verses 9 and 10. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. We need to recognize that unrighteousness is going to separate us from God eternally. Exactly. Right. It's going to ruin our, our hope of eternal salvation. Yes, it will. Now, so if that's the case with sin, we need to flee from the sin, don't we? Yes. Mm -hmm. how, does, how does 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 18 read? Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Now again, sexual immorality is specifically brought out there, but we could say flee whatever the temptation is, whatever the sin might be. If you're struggling with, with, with drugs, Get away from there. Don't be around people who are doing drugs. If you're struggling with alcohol in your life, it's taking over your life, get away from people who are drinking. Get away from where it's served. Mm -hmm. Get away from the temptation or whatever it might be. Remove yourself from the temptation. Mm -hmm. Now, a fourth lesson as we come toward the close of this study, and that's uh, that we must not be confused by the immediate results. Now, Joseph resisted the temptation and he was lied upon and ultimately thrown in jail. Yes, you know, when you look at that, I suppose our temptation would be to think, well, what good was it that he resisted? Now, he ended up in jail anyway. But we need, as you said, Gary, not to be confused by the immediate results. That's right. Let's look at the big picture, yes. that's right. not the close-up of the moment mm -hmm. all the time. He did yes. not sin against God. Yeah, let's look down the road. Now, when we flee the temptation, one of the most effective ways we can do that is by pursuing a righteous lifestyle. It absolutely is. And that's 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 22. Now. What does the Lord instruct us to do? Let's turn to Luke chapter 6 and verse 46. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? So Jesus says our Christianity, our commitment, our dedication to him 
cannot be just lip service. Right. Yeah, that's right. If we're going to call him our Lord, then we need to live as though he is the Lord of our life. We need to demonstrate it by our lives. Exactly right. That's going to be faithfulness and dedication. It will be. Now, let's turn to Hebrews chapter 11 and look at verse 25, Duane. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. The passing pleasures of sin. You know, how many people have been caught up in that very reality? They gave in to the temptation. It seemed overwhelming. They let themselves go, and they did whatever it was that they did. And then, like the drunk waiting up, waking up from the, the, uh, the night of drinking, has the hangover and the reality that, you know, that wasn't so great as I thought it was last night. Mm-hmm. And so the person, they get past the seeming pleasure of the moment of whatever sin they've indulged in, and then they're faced with the reality. What have I done? What did I do? How many people's lives have been ruined by giving in to the very kind of temptation that we read about Joseph turning away from, fleeing from? They gave in to the... the temptation of the moment they took part and then they found their lives in absolute ruin as a result mm-hmm. and it doesn't just have to be sexual no sin. no it can be all kinds now philippians chapter 4 and verse 13 tells us where we can find that strength mm-hmm. in those moments of seemingly overwhelming temptation in that very familiar passage, Paul tells us, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All things. Now that may sound trite to some people, but it is not. No. You have to experience the life of faith in order to understand the power and the strength of faithfulness. Amen. It has to be experienced. Yes, You've got to live the life. Now, let's look at another one. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 58, Dwayne. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And Paul has just finished a tremendous treatise on the resurrection. Our hope of being with Christ on that final day of judgment Mm -hmm. and walking through those gates of heaven to live with him eternally. And so he says, because of that, with this in mind, be steadfast, Mm -hmm. steadfast in your faith, Mm -hmm. immovable, abounding in the work of the Lord. Yes. And the promise that comes at the end of that, because you know that your toil in the Lord is not in vain. Yeah. God doesn't forget. Yeah. Again, the immediate moment, there's that that close-up view. We might say, when's it going to happen? Yes. Zoom out. Mm -hmm. Look at the big picture. Mm -hmm. The end of the road. And in this study, we've had examples, three examples of those things in Jesus, in Joseph, and in Noah but especially Mm -hmm. Joseph. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, 
Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9. What does that say? And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Do not grow weary. We let ourselves get tired sometimes, don't we? Yes. It's easy to do. Or at least we convince ourselves, I, I just can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I, I give up. I'm too tired. I'm worn out. No. God has made a promise. And that promise we read about in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. What does that say, Dwayne? No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. What an awesome promise that is to us. One of the most, I think, fantastic promises a Christian can ever, can ever read. Yeah. Yeah, I've tried to explain that particular verse just by simply putting it that God's fixed it so you don't have to sin. He's right. given us the freedom not to sin. That's, that's right. Yes. Now, are you saying you don't sin? No, no I'm not saying that. Yeah. I, I don't take advantage of the promise sometimes. I make mm-hmm. mistakes. I let mm-hmm. my guard down. Mm-hmm. But the promise is that as long as we walk with God faithfully, he'll walk with us faithfully. That's mm-hmm. right. And he'll never let us be confronted by a temptation that is too powerful for us to overcome together. He'll always make a way for escape. And we can be confident of that very thing because of the little phrase just about in the middle of that verse yes. which tells us God is Faithful. Yes. He's always going to do his part. And when it comes to temptation, his part is making sure that, number one, we're not tempted beyond what we can do or withstand. Number two, he will always make a way of escape. It then becomes our responsibility to take that escape route. Yes, and to trust him to keep his promise. That's right. That's right. See, so often the escape route is there. Mm Mm-hmm. We know God's standing there. Mm-hmm. We know that his hand is, is, is there, extended out. Mm-hmm. I'll help you through this. But we pull our hand away. Mm-hmm. We have and we no, give in to the temptation. We have no need to see no way out. That's because right. there is yes. a way out. There is a yes, way out. Right. There always is because God is faithful. Now, my friends, there is a way out for you if you're struggling with sin in your life right now. You don't have to stay there. You don't have to give up. You don't have to believe there's no hope for you. There is hope. It is through Jesus Christ where it's always been. Now you've got to make up your mind, yes. You've got to take that step. But God is ready to give you the opportunity to be forgiven of whatever sins, however heinous they might have been, that you have committed. Please contact us. Ask for that free Bible study and learn how you can be forgiven and you can have hope renewed in your life. Call us today.